Jacob, I've got a question. Okay, you. I know you said you're pretty busy. So what are what are some of the things you've got going this week? Because, you know, te- as a teacher, I didn't have to do a lot, some extra stuff. I always made myself do extra stuff. But as a principal, what are some of the extra things you're having to do? Yeah, uh, quite a bit, actually, it turns out. Uh, it's homecoming <laughs> week. So we had, what, what, what has been going on this week? Monday, we had off. Tuesday was like back to work day, but everything's going crazy. So we're approving all kinds of homecoming dance forms because kids know kids from other schools. And so they have to bring these forms in, which are signed by other APs. So we have to verify if these kids are bad kids or naughty kids or in trouble kids or kids that are graduated or kids that dropped out or whatever. Um, So we have to approve all of those. Uh, We had a homecoming game. Well, we had a homecoming parade uh, Monday that we had to all be a part of. And then we had a homecoming game on Thursday night, which was super busy. And then on Friday, we had flick on the field, which was where all the kids kind of sat on the football field and watched a little movie. Um, And then tonight, Saturday, uh, we have homecoming dance until probably midnight. So, um, it's all the things. And honestly, I really do love the busyness. I love the chaos of everything. I love, uh, being involved in so many areas of the school, but you know, it, it is, it is a busy busy time. And so time management has been (laughs) quite, uh, the challenge, uh, just because there's so many things that I want to do. Cause you know, teach me teachers back, uh, crafting draft is still going. You and I are trying to sync up our schedules. You work 90,000 volleyball games a week. Um, and so it is, we have unique challenges, but honestly I, I do. I love the busyness of everything. Um, yeah, that's what I have for you. That's what you have for me. Mm-hmm. So, so you have a homecoming dance tonight. Is that what yeah. it is? Yeah, homecoming dance, which means at around seven o'clock, I will be standing at a door, wanding everyone with metal detectors. Um, oh, I set those off. <laughs> You'd have to kick me out <laughs> with uh, our. Where is your metal? I don't remember. It's in your knee, right? You have to. I have. Metal in both knees and in my back. Yeah. yeah. I set them off. <laughs> Stand on the star, please. <laughs> I get that all the time. <laughs> okay. I, yeah, so I'll be standing there and we have the, all the kids take off their jackets. You know, it's homecoming, so kids don't, you know, they're not all wearing, like, suit stuff or whatever. But some of them do. Last year, they uh, there's these two boys that showed up in the Dumb and Dumber suits. The oh. bright blue and the bright orange. Uh-huh. Um, but most kids, you know, they just kind of like dress up a, a little bit. So it's not that good or it's not that bad. Prom was actually super, way easier because prom's all your seniors and everything. The the chaos of this is homecoming can be kids from other schools. It's, it's all the grades. And so it's just last year. I mean, well, last year was my first year, obviously. And it was, it was okay. I don't remember anything too crazy going down. So I fully expect it to be a pretty solid night. It'll just be draining. And, you know, it's just a lot of human beings walking around. So so do they allow uh, alumni to come to the the dance or do they come? Do they not come to the dance? No. No, it's just for the local look for the kids. 
Yeah, just for the kiddos. If you're graduated, we don't let you in. <laughs> it's like, go so have a life. Why is it a homecoming then? <laughs> I don't know. I, do you know the origin of homecoming? I don't know. I, I think it's just letting everybody come home and you're excited that they're back. I don't know. It's the idea. Yeah, but it doesn't make sense for reunion. a school. Well, it's, if you're an alumni, like, I know that um, that we have... I don't know. I mean, I know that I have friends that go back a lot of times to homecoming because my dad's always like my dad always goes because he was a coach where we went. And so they're always like, well, Pam, everybody's asking about you. And I'm like, well, I'm usually doing a volleyball game during all the homecoming stuff. So I don't typically go. I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand the origin. Someone's listening and they know the origin. Let us know. Oh, yeah. I haven't researched all that. So anyway, well, sounds like fun. Well, welcome, everybody, to Craft and Draft. And I'm Pam Ochoa. That's Jacob Chastain. And bring us in, Jacob. What are we going to be doing today? We're going to be answering a question from one of our Patreon supporters. All about time management. We'll read her question here in a minute. But, you know, for those of you who listen to us, you guys keep the lights on. We try to do extra stuff for you. We have tons of bonus content on the Patreon page. We have bonus episodes, bonus videos, tutorial videos, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we're going to be working out some of those tiers again. It's time to kind of polish. We've been doing the kind of the same thing for a little bit, and it's time to just tweak, see what's been working, what hasn't been working, kind of go from there. Um and then hopefully improve it for all of you guys who want to support, but maybe just uh, haven't had the right proposition to do so. So hopefully uh, we can bring the value a little bit, um, increase the value uh, to everyone. That way we just get you in and support you and keep you doing what you do. Just like Alicia, Brandy, Leah, Mark, Amy, Sarah, Rebecca, Courtney, Carol, Alyssa, Destiny, Lori, Natalie, Susan, Tracy, Andrea, Hannah, Lori, Jen, Matt, Amanda and Donna all do go support us just like they do. If you can't support us over there, that's fine. Subscribe to the podcast. So you don't miss anything. Leave a review if this podcast helps you and share with your PLCs, your PLNs, and so much more. But let's go get to Leah's question. All righty. Okay. So jumping in. Got to go pulling it up. Leah messages. She says, time management exclamation point. That's how you know she's serious, Ochoa. She says, I started at a different place last year as a creative writing teacher. Because of the teacher shortage, they made me a seventh grade ELA teacher this year. We walk the kids to connections, uh, which takes time from our 55-minute planning. Two to three days a week, we have meetings. So we really only have 45 minutes of planning two to three days a week. I am in school working on my master or doctorate, sorry. And I'm nine oh, months wow. pregnant, so I can't take work home and I can't stay after. I know everyone has so much going on between side projects, family, and self-care. How do people do this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Joe and I, every every time, Leah, every time her and I get on the podcast, we look at each other and go, how are we going to do this? <laughs> it's true. We look and we, because we, because we have like, we have personal lives, we have things that are going on, we have complications, we have all these things that can happen, and we still have obligations to handle, plus our work and everything else. So it's like, um, uh, Leah, you're, you're, you're in good company. So let us help your time management problems while we suffer through ours. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not as time management crunched as I used to be, but yesterday yeah. I I was uh with my mom 
uh, I've joined her um, watercolor painting class. So on Fridays we go up in color and we water, we do art and all that stuff. And it's all with all the ladies that are there. Most of them are all a little bit older than me, but anyway, they were getting to know me more. So they were asking me questions and all of that. So one of them is an ex teacher. So she was asking me things about, you know, my early career and all that stuff. And when I started telling her about some of the things that I had gone through when I was younger, I was like, okay, so how did I, I was like asking, how did I get through it all? I don't know. But one of the years that I ended up talking about was the year that I just had my son. My first husband had left. I was a coach. They, uh, at the high school level, I had two preps. I taught junior English. I taught ninth grade English and they had my conference period in the morning, which you think that would be good, except for one thing that was for my off season class. So if, if we were doing volleyball, then volleyball was before school and we started at six in the morning and then off season basketball would be during first period. And that was for ninth grade. And then when I had my athletics, that was for uh, the off-season JV older kids uh, or varsity kids. And so I had to do that. So I did not have, uh, I did not at all have a conference period. It was on paper, so I couldn't prove I didn't have one, but I didn't have one. I was expected to be there. And um, I was also a mom, so I was doing mom things, if you will. And now they have rooms for all of that. But back then, I would find my place in the little corner of the bathroom <laughs> for 30 minutes, and I would eat my lunch and take care of, of my child, if you will, doing the nursing type things. And that's all the time I had. And then I and I didn't have a classroom, so I had to, to wonder. And I was always in everybody's way. The French teachers got mad at me because they gave me their closet because they weren't using their closet. But then all of a sudden they had to use their closet when they gave me their closet to store my stuff. And then the, I go down one, one time and to get my stuff, it was a test. And I, I go down there to get my stuff so I could pass out the test to the kids. And it was missing. All my stuff was missing. The French teachers were mad. So so they moved it somewhere, but they didn't tell me that they moved it. So uh, I remember going into uh, the English teacher's room where I was where I was sharing her room. And I, I guess it was written all over my face because I had nothing. I didn't know where any of my stuff was. And it, it was rough. And um, and she goes, Pam, are you OK? And I mean, I could not stop the tears. <laughs> I just, I don't know where anything is. I was crying. She's like, you stay in here, honey. She's an older lady. She, you know, she was one of the, she'd already gone through her 36 years. She was probably on year 35. And so she was like, honey, you just stay here. I'll take care of this. And she went and found my stuff and they all apologized. <laughs> anyway, I got kicked out the closet anyway, but still I had no place. So I, I did make it through that. I did make it through that. And then uh, I, I don't know how when you I go back and think through it, it was pretty rough. That was probably my most emotional time. But because I made it through that, I think that set me up for knowing I can make it through other things. And so I had some other times we could talk about later. Let's share some of yours or whatever. <laughs> but that was that was uh, that was a rough time. I don't know how I did it. I don't know. I think <clears throat> I 
I don't know. I used to like the way I work. Right now, I'm like, I'm this year. Last year was crazy. Like when with this time last year, I had no idea what was happening. Like honestly, I kind of <laughs> want to go back and see what podcast we were doing because okay. it was. Uh, I don't even know. I was all over the place. I was learning my job. I was trying to manage like just the sheer amount of emails. So the other day I was so busy. There was things happening like back to back to back to back to back. And I didn't touch my email until about 3 PM. I had 65 emails, 64. And I was like, what on earth? Right. And it was, and it, it all was stuff that I had to do and it, and it just all piled up. And last year it was the same. I just didn't know what I was doing. And so it was like really chaotic and I was missing all kinds of stuff because there was 504s happening, ARDs happening, meetings happening. And I was just like all over the place because I sp the reason I know that I miss stuff is because come January, February, March and everything, I was fixing issues that I didn't know I was creating in August and September <laughs> because I didn't know <laughs> what I was doing. Um, and I remember like I sat with my principal um, and she was very nice about it. And she was like, all right, Jacob, we got to figure this out. And I remember saying that and I'm just, I'm just like not afraid to reinvent, I guess my processes. Like if, if I feel like something's working and I'm, you know, uh, I'm moving forward on things, then I feel comfortable about it. But if I, you know, if I, if I feel like I'm just constantly fighting battles, if I'm struggling, I'm like, you know what, something's got to change. I like, I don't care what it is, but I got to tweak this and see where I go and see how I can improve and, um, all of these other things. And so it is it's something that I'm not, I don't know. I, and I think it's hard to do in, in schools for Leah, for instance, because there is this, uh, kind of, I guess, feeling that she's trapped with everything that she has mm -hmm. to do. Right. Mm -hmm. And one of the things, if just reading her message, it really does sound like she's struggling with, kind of like when the heck does she even plan when does she do any of these things and I wanted to know like we've I don't know like when because I felt like the more I became a workshop teacher the less I planned but I still remember like you know spending hours on Sundays kind of outlining at least a general idea but I don't know I mean in terms of just that general planning time what did your planning time look like Ochoa Oh, back then, when I that particular time, I it was so long ago now, 32 years ago, 30 years ago, I don't really remember. I just know that I was very fortunate because my first, you know, my first husband had left when the when my child was very little. I mean, he was still a baby, like he was within weeks old. And so I I had to move in with my mom and dad and both of my parents were teachers. So I think they really got me through it. Um, later on in life, <laughs> I've had about three big moments kind of like that, that I can go back and, and recall. But there was one time I found myself with five different preps. And so what I was teaching, it was in middle school now, and I was teaching, um, uh, seventh grade English, seventh grade, Texas history, uh, seventh grade science, eighth grade English, and eighth grade U.S. history. So I had, that's what I had during the day. And um, it was a, they had moved me to that new school. And um, 
or it was a new school to me. And, uh, but nobody really knew me there. And so that kind of helped because there was nobody that was talking to me and I wasn't talking to them. And so, but from that first time I explained to this time, the difference was I had been trained as a workshop teacher and I was trained in Abydos, the New Jersey writing project. And I had a, because I was a trainer and I was training people at this time, uh, what helped me with my planning is if, for more than one prep is I kept my strategies the same. I just changed the content in that strategy. So if we were doing Venn diagrams, so to speak, then I made sure we were doing Venn diagrams all day long. If it didn't matter what it was. So I kept my strategy the same. Does that make sense? So if we were writing about our reading responding then we responded so then everybody had something to read in science that day everybody had something to read in history that day somebody had to you know something in what we typically did in reading and then the response questions was similar so i just kind of had the same format all the way through the writing and reading responses but i just did it and changed the content and then back then to keep myself focused uh, i would do my planning during lunch and I would have my, I'd make myself a sandwich and a drink and I would be, I would take, you know, those um, notepads that fit on easels, the real big ones, they, and they had the spirals, not the kind that you rip out, but the kind that was spiral and um, uh, binded. And so I would set all five of those out on my tables. <laughs> and so one would be English, one would be science, one would be reading, etc. And I would go through and say, okay, we're going to read. So I'd say, read for 10 minutes. And I would put that all around each one of those things. And I would say, you know, whatever it was we were doing, create a Venn diagram about our reading, you know, compare and contrast the two articles. And I do that all day long. So if we were doing an article in science, we were doing an article all day long. That's what we would do. I just would have to find different articles. And then, I, so I would write like step one, step two, step three, step four. And I would write it in steps just so that I could keep up with it. And so then I had it, my husband had built, my second husband had built me and had built an easel that uh, actually he got the plans for from Nancy Atwell in her in one of her books. And uh, so I have that easel because my husband made it. And then I would put those five um, binders, those five uh, notepads on there. And so first period would come in and that binder would be there to tell the kids what to do and everything. And then I would put it in the back and then the next one would happen. So that's kind of how I kept up with it. And then um, and then I would write it up on like whatever I wrote on those. And the next thing I did is I would write, um, you know, top up my lesson plans that we were supposed to turn in. Uh, but I did that stuff first for the kids because the kids needed to see that first. And then I typed it up for my, for my people. And I just tried to stay a week ahead on all of that. And so that's how I did it. And uh, also I was supposed to call parents every, all the parents every two weeks. And I had to keep a journal and turn that in to this new school because they wanted to know if I could teach. So I just, when I wasn't doing that planning, then I was calling parents, but I had to work my lunches to get it all done because you're like, she said you were meeting, but I, I didn't have all the PLCs back then. We didn't have all that like we do now, but, uh, but I still had to meet with but but I had like five teams, so it was really hard for me to meet with 
with them on a daily basis. And I really wasn't that welcomed. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. they stuck me out in a portable. So people, principals came out there all the time, but nobody else really even knew I worked at the school just about. But it was an interesting time, but that's where I learned how to really manage my time. So one of the things that I do is I make sure I look and see everything I have to do. And then what needs to be done first is what's due first. So that's that's what I, I do. So if it's, you know, so whatever's going to happen. And I always make sure that if it's going to end up in the principal's hands in some way, like a parent, if you don't answer a parent phone call, guess what? They're going to go straight to that principal. So anything that's about to head to the principal to keep myself out of trouble, I did it first. I so do I always that put, too. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm like, anything that's about to head to my boss. <laughs> I, I take care of that first. And yeah. if they threaten me, like if a parent goes, well, I'm going to go to your principal about this. Well, I meet, I beat them to it. So like I would make, okay, I put everything down, go straight to the principal. Uh, Mrs. So-and-so, this is what, I just got this notice. How do you want me to handle it? And I know, and it was just a wa- little walking conference. You know, do you, do you have a, a half a second? I won't keep you very long. Okay. All right. So you want me to go ahead and just refer you to them? Okay, I'll, I'll do that. So then they would tell me what to write and I would send a uh, response email to the principal and to that parent. So those are the things I did. So anyway, but that's that's just me trying to figure that out. Now we're not even talking about what was going on at home. That was when my my, my I had three kids by that time, and and yeah. um, my husband was getting very sick, and uh, it was it was not. I had some moments there that have been pretty rough, but but you're right. I always organize it by what needs what's about to go to the principal first. I get that done first. Well, and needless to say, I think everyone has. You know, on top of everything crazy happening, they have their personal stuff that's going down. And mm-hmm. I think everyone knows that some seasons are better, some seasons are worse. But that's at right. the end of the day, the work has to get done. Has to be done. Um, okay. So check this out. I'm going to help yeah. you. Okay. Okay. So this is, we've talked about this before, and we, we didn't even plan to talk about this today, but we're going in right now. So mm-hmm. let's pick a standard. Okay. I went, I'm okay. Leah. I'm, I'm nine months pregnant. I have Ugh. I have doctoral. Congratulations, have, by the way. I'm I'm you. interrupting you, but not to you. But congratulations, <laughs> Leah. <laughs> but since you're Leah, <laughs> but congratulations, I'm, Leah. By this time, you the baby might even be born. But congratulations. Yes. Uh, so I'm her. I'm tired. Okay. I'm doing work. I'm at home. I have like zero time of planning. I feel like nothing can get done. And I'm looking at my standards. I'm like, oh, my goodness. What am I going to do? So there are let's pick a standard real quick. Let's do. Hmm. These are our Texas standards for you non-Texas people. You can kind of get a quick little glance. It's just on our TA website that we found these. Uh, What do you want to do? Just pick one. Mm. Well, let's, let's do see here. What about explain the author's purpose and message within a text? Have we already done that one though? Maybe. All right, fine. Let's not do that one. Whatever. <laughs> I'm sorry. Infer multiple <laughs> themes within and across using text evidence. Well, you're good at that. Yeah, let's do this one. That's a strong suit for you. See, I, I pick the ones that I like. I noticed. <laughs> I, I saw that you stayed away from all that grammar. Anyway, go ahead. I'm just teasing you. <laughs> we, can, we can do grammar if you want. No. We'll, here, we'll do, do multiple. All right. So look, this we'll is my this standard. One. We're going to chat GPT, Leah. This is what you got to do with your life these days. That's right. Okay? 
So we're no, I say... didn't have GP. That was my GP chat. Was my going from notepad uh, to notepad. You always say GP tat chat. It's chat GPT. I know, and you know what's funny is I have it written <laughs> on a note here, so I won't forget how to say it. And I still right. do that. It's fine. Um, it's like sorry. Say chipotle. Yeah, or or biscotti. Yeah. So chat GPT. This is what we're gonna say. We're gonna say. Seventh grade five day lesson plan standard is or let's say we'll say student learning objective. Objective is for multiple themes. Let's just do this. Like let's only type that, right? Seventh grade okay. five day lesson plan, student learning objective to very multiple. Boom. Let's see what happens. Back to the top. So, multiple themes and across multiple text reading. Introduction to themes and text evidence. Objective: Understand what themes are and how to use text evidence to infer them. So, this is your first little lesson plan here. So, you have engagement. First fifteen minutes. Start with a short, relatable story or excerpt from a novel that contains a clear theme. Ask students to brainstorm to share what they think the theme of the story might be. Look at that. That seems like a a nice little picture book intro. Yeah, that's something I would do. Definition and discussion. Define theme as the central message or lesson that text conveys. Explain the importance of using text evidence to support them inferences. So some little note taking after. So you yeah. So what them. I would yeah. So you know you know on the theme thing like right there is where I would use my my board. You could use a PowerPoint or whatever, mm -hmm. but that's where I write the word theme up there, and then I have kids brainstorm and tell me what their definition of theme is, and then we kind of even talk about parties because. Parties have certain themes and, you know, Hawaiian theme and all that. So we kind of talk about that. And that's how I get them to understand the theme if they don't understand it. Yeah. And then you have guided practice for 20 minutes mm -hmm. where you do it together and then they do it alone. Boom. Which could be their independent work or their independent reading too. Right. And this is, I guess, a 50 minute class uh, or 20, 40. <laughs> it's not 50 minutes. I don't know how to count. Um but look at this. So here's the reason I wanted to show this is we can yeah. go through this because day two, it's identifying themes in fiction. This one goes here. This one goes to nonfiction, contrasting themes. And then you could alter this, right? You could say change all genres to poetry and fiction cross text analysis. So. It's doing the same thing, but now it's altering it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, the theme in context of poetry and fiction. Choose yeah. a poem or a short fiction passage and read them together. So now you're doing paired passages. Exactly. So all I did was just add like the little clarifier down here and it starts changing everything. Right. Mm -hmm. Which is super cool. Um, and then even has like a little wrap up of summarizing. So you have reflective writing in here. So what the interesting piece of this isn't the fact that you're going to type this in and just print this out and use it. Now you can, I suppose. I mean, there's nothing in here that I think is atrocious. Like I said, chat GPT <laughs> spits out better lesson well, plans than some of the stuff that we've seen. <laughs> right. Well, and some of the things is you could, you could just, you know, I don't know how you have to, I don't know how Leah has to turn in her lesson plans. But if if you just have to have them like 
typed up, then well, and that's also the thing. you already have it already. Yeah, where you need it to be. A hundred percent. So this is what I would do if I was her. If I was really strapped for time and I kind of know what I want to do, the more specific you're here in your kind of messages, the better it's going to be. And so you can kind of like I did that. It spit out all of this with two sentences, the standard and what I wanted to do. And then Mm -hmm. I just revised it and spit out all of this. And the idea and why I think this is useful is this does so much of the basic heavy lifting for you to where you can just see it and go, oh, no, I don't want to do that. I want to do this. And you start plugging in different things. You find your own. Exactly. Um, And I think that is the power of this stuff. And I think it just does. If I was a teacher, I'd be doing this every single week. One hundred percent. Let's change it a little bit. Let's get outside of this. Let's do. She used to be a writing teacher only. Yeah, they're all in the tens. The tens. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. Let's do some grammar. Oh, interesting. Just for you. Just for me. So let's do. Let's do a two day lesson plan for this, right? Maybe she wants to do three days of analyzation. And then when kids start writing, maybe she wants to work on this, right? So, okay. Two day lesson plan for seventh grade student learning objective. For those hearing the audio of this, we're going to have the video of this on Patreon. So you can kind of see this going down. Um, I'm sure it's riveting to listen to me type. Uh, Two-day lesson plan for seventh grade (laughs) student learning objective is... Well, I was riveted. Yeah. Boom. Let's see what that does. Same process. So, day one, introduction to complex sentences and fragments... Uh, even gives you your little objective. It's so funny. Activity one, engaging introduction. Begin with engaging activity or discussion related to sentences. For example, share a few humorous sentences with mistakes in subject verb agreement run-ons. See, that's interesting because they, they do that mistakes. I know Jeff Anderson and then we're talking about showing the proper ways. Activity two, understanding complex sentences. Explain concept of complex sentences. Emphasizing they contain independent clause. Provide example of complex sentences on the board and discuss them as a class. See, these are interesting. God. So what would you say about this, my grammar educator? Oh, well, I mean, there's nothing wrong with this. It's pretty standard. Yeah. Um, you know, I, when, I always start off pretty simple. And uh, I use a little bit of um, diagramming with it. So, like, I would I would put up a sentence and I would underline it. And I, instead of calling it sentences, I actually called it units of thought. I got that from Kellogg, um, who was in... Well, it was with Abydos, but mm-hmm. it was somebody they researched, and he talked about units of thought because a clause is a unit of thought, but a phrase is not. A phrase is a part of a clause. So, uh, so anyway, but a sentence is a unit of thought. But you can have you can that's a complex sentence. So you really in a complex sentence you have more than one unit of thought. Mm-hmm. So I would have the kids. They have to recognize what the full unit of thought is. So I did that with the underlining. I'd have to show somebody how to do it to really. But when I do show people how to do it, they usually are like, oh, wow. And the kids, the kids, uh, I've had it 
more than once where the students will say, oh my gosh, I now know more about it than I, I've ever done before. But it's I use kind of a partial diagramming to kind of help them see it. But that's the only thing I would add to it. And then I would want the kids to create their own sentences and then they would go back in and find these um, subject verb, you know, these fragments and check their check their own work for fragments, see if they can identify them, not identify them. But it's all about a unit of thought. A fragment is not a full unit of thought, but we're putting it in our in our papers as if it is. And that that's why it's it's not a full sentence. So I just so did another one. Uh-huh. What's this with one? <clears throat> identifying audience in a nonfiction text. Okay. Um, I did an 80-minute lesson for seventh grade, right? Gives uh-huh. you all this. Students just students will identify the intended audience or reader of a nonfiction text. Lesson. Begin the lesson by discussing a concept of an audience. What is an audience? Ask students what they think an audience is and why it's important for authors to consider the audience in writing. Look at that. That right there gets overlooked all the time. It sure does. Um, audience analysis. Distribute a nonfiction article or text. Ask students to read the article carefully. Talk about the language, technicality, references, the tone and style of writing. See, this right here could be like all of these. Like I would break these down in different ways over the course of days. But that's what I'm saying. Like it's interesting to plug this stuff in and just see because it's almost like to me what this is. And we can kind of stop plugging in stuff because I could do it all day. But I do want you to plug in something else in a minute. But go ahead. Okay. Finish your thought. The the benefit of this is re, it's like having a planner, like someone to lesson plan with, and they just always have an answer. And it doesn't mean it's always the right answer, but sometimes hearing something helps you generate what you actually want to do. And that's what like I would just do. Like if I was seriously, if I was Leah and I was just strapped for time, if I was anybody strapped for time, I would do this. We did it in our principals meeting. So at the beginning of the year, we were trying to come up with like our general like non-negotiables as a team right Mm -hmm. and they were all like okay so how do we word this how do we say this because we had all of these ideas right that we generated and we were trying to put it into like nice little sentences and so in my little corner i pulled up chat gpt i plugged it all in and it wrote it all out and then (laughs) it pretty much came up with what we needed uh the other day i i met with oh i was gonna tell you this I met with uh, some of our HOSA students Mm -hmm. um, and they were they were presenting to me because I'm over CTE about what they wanted to do. Um, They had like this huge idea. And I thought back to our conversation where you were like, you know, if I wanted to grow these programs, it'd be cool to have a lot of intermingling of these different groups. And so I encouraged them to do that because they want to do like this little festival. And I was like, hey, let's get culinary involved. Let's get entrepreneurship. Let's get marketing involved. Let's do all of that. And then... Uh, what I did though, is I told them I would send them a recap email and I was like, okay, I have like 15 minutes and then I'm pulled away into a thousand other things. And so I plugged in my spark notes, uh, into chat GPT and I said, generate a response and I did it. And I just like tweaked a few things, copied paste into an email and I was good to go. Like I use this thing literally for everything at this point. Like it's not <laughs> because it, it just does the heavy lifting. Cause the ideas are still yours. Like I said, the more specific you are the better answer or the better answers, the better kind of creation you're going to get out of it. But it just takes, mm-hmm. it's a time saver. It doesn't cover everything and you lose a little bit of your voice. Um, but if that's not important, if it's more important just to get the facts out, chat GPT is, uh, it's, it's just, it's, it's 
it's a non-negotiable. Like, I think you have to be using it for so many things. Anyway, Ochoa, well, tell especially me. Especially if you're busy. Well, okay, so go scroll back. Scroll back. Scroll back. Okay, stop. Ah. Okay, see where it says materials needed? Several nonfiction articles or text. Is there any way? Because to me, that's part of, sometimes that's the hardest part yeah. of planning is finding these texts if, if your curriculum doesn't provide it for you. So could we say recommend? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. That's why I was asking. Let's That's see, what, what I wanted you to. I've, I've never done this. Recommend specific non I mean, you, you're, you know, but not everybody has time to read everything and make sure it's good. I use my librarian and my friends like you for these things, but sometimes I don't, those thoughts just don't come down. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So it tells you where you could look but it won't give us actual articles. That's interesting. Can you do titles? Does it give you titles of articles? No, I won't because you got to give it a topic. You'd have to give it a theme, right? Maybe. Mm -hmm. Provide. Uh, what did you say? Provide topic titles? Yeah, I mean, so so can, it's just giving you where you can look. So articles. So we would come, have to come up with a topic. So what would be a... Uh, uh, let's do pollution. Okay. Let's see what happens. <laughs> I'm sorry for the confusion. Oh, we don't have access to the I internet. don't have access to the internet. So it's not a search engine. Oh, well, that's good to know. See, that's see, we just learned something, all of us together. However, look at what titles, it gave though. you, though. It did give us some <laughs> titles or some possible titles. So now you can take that and, and plug that into the Internet. Now you've got some thoughts, maybe. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah, so I just was something. wondering. Yeah, to me, that's what, sometimes that's the, one of the hardest things is to find your content that you're going to do if it's not provided for you. Mm -hmm. If it's provided for you, then, yeah. You'd have so, to. I mean, that, this is the. I, I wanted to do that because it's so. Like, I, I don't. I, it's kind of sound like a broken record. Leah, if you haven't gone back and listened to our Chat GPT episode, um, we have two of them. We have where we kind of talk about just technology. Mm -hmm. And then we have the one where we do what we kind of just did, where we rank lessons and stuff. And they're so. It's so useful. Like, like I said, it is not a. It's not a be all end all. It's not going to solve all of your problems. But if you're strapped for time, plug it in there and see what happens. I did it for I did it another time. I needed a, a student attendance contract because a kid was coming back. I plugged in what I needed. It generated a, a little contract. I tweaked it for what I needed and it was good to go. Took something that could take forever um, and generated something super fast. Uh, and it was it's just nice. I just treat it like rough draft. So treat it like a rough draft lesson. Um, and then I would guarantee you that you're just going to save so much time, energy, and really get where you need to be. So that's that's my biggest piece of advice. Anything to add, well, Ms. Ochoa? No, I think that's good. And I think, you know, like, you, like, you know, she's talking about all the, the having to do all the meetings and everything. It's difficult to do the planning. So that would be, yeah, that's a great shortcut. I'm glad you showed that. I wasn't thinking that direction. But um, I think that's good. And then after that, I would just... Um, I, you know, I, I think I talked to you a little bit about a while back in a private conversation that we were having, but it was more like, how do you do everything like with the personal life and stuff like that? And, and, um, you know, I always, 
I'm a mom first, right? I mean, uh, I, I was a, a wife first, mom for family first kind of thing. Uh, always made sure that uh, I also go to church. So my Sundays and all that were church and family. So I would do most of my stuff either on Saturday night. So find that weekend night that, you know, where yeah. you can do your work and then get it all done. If you can get a week ahead, that would be very helpful. Uh, she's about to be out. And so I would do, I would almost chat when you're talking about that chat GPT, when you're looking at sub sub plans, she just has to find the content, but I would use, yeah. this is where I would use my textbook. I wouldn't care. I would just, if, if you have a textbook, I would use the textbook for all my content. That way you're definitely within the, the guidelines of the school district, right? Cause they bought the, they, so I would stick with the school purchase stuff and then I would do your chat chat. What say it again? Cause I never say it right. Chat GPT. Okay. Very good. Chat GPT. Uh, open AI. If you would, um, use that for your sub plans, say dear sub insert that and then have at it. I think that's what I would do. Cause it looks like if she's, she's about to be out for long-term if she isn't already. And then after that, I would just really focus on, you know, always made sure my family, you know, I always, always had to have a job no matter what. So I always made sure I took care of my job first because that's how I took care of my family. Let's make sure I had my job. And when my husband couldn't work, I mean, that's when I started doing the volleyball you were talking about. I'm still committed to the volleyball because I, I committed to that years ago. So I did, I did all the, the extra work I could, I pulled all the extra work I could because my husband couldn't work and we had, we had three kids. So Everything, you know, so I always did that. I always knew we had to have a roof over our house. So, and I always knew I had to have a car. So those were my three, you know, my, my main priorities as far as, and I looked at it as taking care of my family uh, because they all had to have a place to live. I couldn't give them a place to live if I couldn't get to work. So those are some things that I made sure I took care of. And then after that, made sure my principals were taken care of. I didn't want anything going to them. Uh, get your paperwork done. and uh, But anyway, I would do what's due first is what I would do first. And that's what I tell my kids. And when uh, they're struggling with their own schedules, you know how kids fall behind, especially in high school, because they start doing all the band, UIL stuff, all the football, all that, the, the week that you're talking about, kids get overwhelmed. And that's what I tell them too, is whatever's due first, do it first. So you already have a schedule. You got first period, second period, third period, fourth period. Do first period stuff first, second period stuff second. So when you go home at night and do your homework, you do first period first, second period, and you just do that order. And that way you never have to guess or question what you have to do. And if you've already done first period, then go to the next period, do all that stuff. And then you just do everything in the order that it's due and you'll get it done. That's my stuff. And that is it for this episode, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed it just as much as we did. Craft and Draft. Support us on Patreon. Get bonus episodes, mm -hmm. bonus content, everything else. Get this video if you want to see us kind of go through that. That'll be on the Patreon page uh, the moment this gets uploaded as well. Um, if you can't do that, if you can't support us over there, no problem. Subscribe so you don't miss any episode. We drop episode pretty much every single Friday or Saturday. And <laughs> uh, come back next week for another fantastic conversation and know that we are here. Were you? 